Hey guys, welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is Season 3, Episode 5, Time Warp. We've been trapped in a time warp for a solid week, effectively today, <laughs> I feel like. Yes. Um, I apologize, we did not have an episode post last week. We tried really hard, but I will lead off with the Dirty Look of the Week, which is who caused us not to be able to record last week, and that is Hyatt Hotels. I'm calling them straight out by name, and I don't even care. Um, I had to travel for work last week. We got there after driving ten and a half hours, and they had no hotel rooms ready for us, um, which was a really, really large group of people booked way in advance. Um, it was not until I don't know nine thirty, almost ten o'clock Tuesday night that I finally got a room. So I'm blazing them with a little filthy here from our end because. They deserve every bit of it for messing us up last week. Um, while we're on dirty looks, can I give a dirty look? Bring it. Just real quick. Bring it. Um, I, as our every other parent in our school district, on an email list. What I don't care to get is junk email from the school for things that don't have anything to do with my child. Middle school softball signups are this week. Do you know who doesn't have a middle schooler? Me. <laughs> Andor, a softballer. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, what was another one that I got tonight? Um, uh, something for kindergarten through fifth grade. And I was oh. like, also don't have anyone kindergarten through fifth grade. Like, can I just get on the high school email list? <laughs> Yes. Can, can um, we do that? I think so. Here, um, our school district, interesting enough, like we, the school district that we moved from in Ohio, would do a one call for everything. And it used to make me mad because to me, that is like something that you use only for important communication. So yes. tell me my kid is failing. Tell me there is a threat of some sort to the school. Tell me there is a snow day. Perfect. Use that one call. I do not care about yearbook sales. I do not care about if you're going to have ice cream or Chick-fil-A at school on Friday. None of those things warrant a one call. So here, and I don't know if it's the law or just something that our district has implemented. They only do a one call on Sunday afternoons or evenings. That's it. You get one one call a week every Sunday from both schools because I have an intermediate and I have a middle school. So we get one from each every Sunday. And unless there is a true emergency, you will not hear from them any other day of the week. And I like that because then... If something pops up and says it's a school on a Tuesday, shit has probably hit the fan. Like, it's probably something important. Um, right. Not, like, please come out for cupcakes and carrots tonight. Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. The school communication has, has become ridiculous. It's like the junk email folder. I know. And I have such anxiety when I see notifications on my phone because I, I don't know why I feel like everything needs my attention immediately but every time I see a notification for something like I'm like oh I need to check that right now and make sure it's not something that I forgot to do or need to be doing and it's like no it's just just stupid stuff yes I'm like stop with the junk mail just stop it while we're on a roll we're just starting off fully on a roll this evening I friends. love it we've, we've got, got two weeks to two make weeks up for make- so <laughs> I hope you're here for all the trash talking keep it going um I just feel like, I don't know. I'm with you that it needs to just be pertinent information. I feel like that should also be applied in the workplace. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I get way too many ridiculous emails at work too that are like, um, from internal folks as well as external. Like, I don't need you to share your life with me. Um, that is great that Susie Q's baby's brother's dad's cousin twice removed has gotten married this past weekend. Cool. I probably did not need an email on it though. <laughs> no. I just get so many emails a day that I'm just like, make it no. stop, please. Yeah. I don't know. So last well, week it's we just did it, that's how you get burnout because it's like it it just feels like something is just constantly needing your attention all or the time. For the same people that ask the same questions over and over yet never take note of your response to the question the first 17 times. Yeah. That's also been on my nerves lately. I don't know what's going on. Is there a full moon sometime soon? Like, I feel like I'm channeling, <laughs> I'm channeling that energy. I mean, at least every few weeks. <laughs> um, there's got to be something. Something's coming. Is Mercury in retrograde? I'm not sure. Um, honestly, I'm just not. I don't think I'm caught up on sleep from last week. I'm not a good traveler. We traveled into a different time zone, which threw me for a loop because it was all dandy while we were there. But coming back, we ate that extra hour back pretty, pretty hard. Uh, it was terrible. And then I fly out again on Sunday. Like, I don't know how people travel like that for a living. I'm complaining about it and I'm doing it like two weeks out of an entire year. Um, and I'm still complaining about it. So I don't know how people live that life all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to not check a bag when I fly out this week. I'm going to try to just do a little carry on, but I'm not a good packer. Um, it's a skill I didn't acquire. You can tell my family members, my immediate family members were not in the military. I did not acquire any packing skills. And on my most recent trip, if it were not for having won a bag as a prize down there, I don't know how I would have got everything home. I was like, oh, thank God I've got this extra bag. Let me load it full of stuff. Um, I, I saw a meme recently that was talking about airport security. And it was like, everything is super secure. And you got to go through all these different checkpoints and stuff to get on an airplane. But it's like, but then like baggage claim is a free for all. And you just take whatever you want. It is. It is exactly <laughs> like that. Because, I mean, if you go through like your, your carry-on bag and all of that stuff, you're only allowed to take liquids in the amount of three ounces or less. Mm-hmm. Which is why I am reaching out to people in the state of Ohio and sourcing things like hairspray so I don't have to pack yeah. them. Um, but it's only three ounces or less. But aside from that, you couldn't bring like, I've got a lot of hair and I need a lot of conditioner. It's just a happening. I have a lot of hair. So one three ounce bottle of conditioner is like one shower's worth for me. That's not going to cut it for a whole week. But you're then limited to a um, quart size baggie that all of your liquids have to fit in. So it doesn't matter if it's three ounces or less. If they don't all fit in the baggie, they don't go. So now you're thinking like, okay, not just your shampoo or your anything that would be deemed a liquid. Your foundation, yep, it counts. Three ounces or less has to fit in the baggie. That's so crazy. Um, Certain lip glosses, they count as um, a liquid and not a solid. Certain toothpaste. Like it's, they're very finicky about it. And the thing that pisses me off the most, back in my hardcore Mountain Dew drinking days, um... We had to fly to New Orleans for work, and I get up to the thing. I got, like, a half a bottle of Mountain Dew, and they're like, mm, you're going to have to throw it away. And I'm like, what? Like, why? They're like, oh, you can throw it away, but as soon as you come through the gate, go buy another drink. Take it on the plane. We literally don't care. You just can't bring that one through. And I'm like, what? <sighs> so they keep telling me to throw it away. They don't expect the Ohio to show up. I take the cap off and chug the whole thing at, like, 6 in the morning because I'm not 
wasting good caffeine like that. Um, But you can literally walk through the gate and then go get whatever you want. Nobody bats an eye about it, but you just can't bring it through the gate. Um, Mm. But knitting needles, no problem. Took those right on the plane last year, (laughs) even though they look stabby like knives. So Right. Oh, man. I've been working on this poncho still. Ten and a half hours in the car, I will say, gave me a lot of time to knit. Um, I'm also happy to find out that knitting in the car does not make me sick like reading in the car. That's good because I can't crochet in the car. It makes me sick. Oh. I've tried so many times, so many times, and it makes me sick. Mm, I think it's because I didn't have to necessarily, like, look down at my work. Um, and I'm not, you know, knitting is, like, not counting stitches. You just knit what's on the needle. That's why I'm better at that. But... Um, I was really surprised because I was waiting on, like, going to have to put it down or take a break. Now, I knitted for a solid six hours straight on the ride there. Um, made it through almost this whole cake of yarn. And I swear to God, this poncho is not getting any bigger. I feel like I've been knitting my life away on this thing. And it's still, like, cool. You got six inches down. Nice. I even knitted on my breaks at our conference. Mm-hmm. Where, like, several coworkers are, like, just... That girl got yarn up there. What is she doing? And I'm like, yeah, please don't judge me. I'm working on a poncho. Sorry. But we would have breaks that were like a half an hour break. What else did you want me to do on that break? Right. I my emails. I got out my yarn. The end. <laughs> my sister always makes fun of me because when we went to a community college together, we had a classroom that was back to back. So like her class was in there first. And then my class was there in that same classroom right after hers. And so she was like, I'd be crocheting in the hallway waiting for their class to be done so I could go in. And I had, I had like two hours between classes. It was ridiculous. So that is ridiculous. Right. Well, yes. Gaps. Yeah. So I would just sit out there in the hallway and crochet. And my sister would come out and I'd be like, Hi, how are you? And like, she would act like she didn't know me and she would just keep walking. Oh, no. she's like there and be there and be like hi waving at me she was like and I cannot be seen with the hipster in the hallway <laughs> the hipster in the hallway it's becoming uh, quite a hip thing though like I feel like it is it is yeah it's very trendy I don't know we we're just grandmas at heart we were cool before it was trendy like well and I think a lot of it has to do too with now you have YouTube and Pinterest and that kind of stuff so you're not necessarily like waiting on like a grandma or somebody to teach you how to do it like you can just learn it yourself no but shout out to my grandma because she messaged I'm I'm really debating taking up embroidery as well as just something fun to do because I found a couple projects I really like but grandma sent me some YouTube videos the other day and was like Brittany you should check out this YouTube great videos mm-hmm. for embroidery. And I just, it made me giggle because like, she feels like she is sharing a super awesome thing. And she, not that she's not, but I'm fully aware that I can put <laughs> all those videos up on YouTube. But it was very cute. She's yeah. like, have you heard of this new thing? It's called YouTube. <laughs> Watch videos right there. It's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. Well, and there's so many things nowadays that, that you can make and I think it's because you know a lot of the younger generations are now getting into it and they're bringing fresh ideas to stuff I mean look at the pocket shawl and the messy bun beanie and all these things that have come out in recent years that weren't a thing you know years ago and I don't know I think there are fresh ideas coming aside from 
socks and scarves and hats and things but like there's like a fresh more functional twist to things that are more for maybe today's styles than what they used to be and i really enjoy like i mean i know social media everybody has a hate with but for real i enjoy like social media being able to see things and be like oh my gosh i would have never thought of that like people are so so creative yeah it's stupid how many screenshots of things i have on my phone that i will probably (laughs) never actually do (laughs) yes i don't know i was laughing the other day because the iphone gallery breaks it down to like selfies portraits screenshots and my screenshots are in the thousands like somebody needs to help me reel that in because (laughs) i'm always like what's that beep beep because my phone has like the tap on the back twice and it just screenshots everything if you tap your phone twice does yours do Mm -hmm. that I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, somehow mine is set up that if you tap, like, where the Apple circle is on the back, mm-hmm. just twice, beep, beep, it just screenshots your stuff. Now, the only oh, downfall of that is I could be walking along, carrying in my work bag and my coffee and all my stuff, and it's taken, like, 72 screenshots of nothing because oh. every time I, like, hit the phone, it thinks it's me telling it to take another screenshot. Then I assume not because I've never had a picture, like, on my phone that I didn't mean to take. I will be walking like in or out for the day from work. And again, I'm always carrying like multiple coffee cups and bags and just nonsense. A couple of phones. I always look like a like a drug dealer or something because I've always got my phone, the work <laughs> phone. Like I'm just just all over the place, man. But I'll get in and then like my gallery will have like 12 new photos. And it's all like the home screen, like the lock screen on my phone where it's like the beach and the time. But it'll be like 807, 807, 807, 808, 808 <laughs> because it's all these stupid screenshots. <laughs> This is ridiculous. I should clean out my gallery. Honestly, there are like it's ridiculous. Like ten thousand pictures probably in my gallery. I, I try nothing, to like keep back rat. I try to keep mine cleaned up just because I get frustrated if there's something specific that I'm looking for and then I'm going through a bunch of just nonsense. So um like for instance, like when I like take like screenshots of memes or whatever and send them to somebody as soon as they're sent like I go in there and delete it because I'm like I can't look at that again like I've I've already seen it yeah I need I think there's a function too where you can go through and like out of pictures where it'll like delete out the duplicate pictures because I am really bad like you know if I'm taking pictures of the kids or something it's like picture 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 one of them's got to be good where no one's blinking or (laughs) or whatever so I always take like 10 but um I don't know. I feel like there's probably a function I haven't found in there to clear some of that also. Speaking of pictures, I I found Lucas's school pictures that from this year that I got. But as soon as I got them, I put them in the drawer and then forgot that I put them in the drawer. And then I couldn't find them after that. And then I was in there looking for stuff for my taxes this year. And I was like, oh, here's these pictures. Oh, hey. So I've been doling yeah. out pictures now. I uh, also school got pictures. Kids school pictures yeah. and have never given one to anyone. <sighs> it's just why and they do make you that? buy the packages. I don't know. I was saying they're not cheap. It's not like we're chinting out right. on school pictures. They're outrageously expensive. I feel like I need an eight by ten for myself, an eight by ten for my mom, a couple f- uh, five by sevens for grandparents, um, and then like a wallet for my desk at work and. And that's it. But to get all of that, you also have to buy like the $70 package. 
It's always, and they, I feel like every year they're like, we're going to throw in this keychain and make it $20 more. Like every year, yeah. I feel like the prices go up. This year, again, it's our first year in this district. So Rumi and Gatlin have school pictures. We're obviously in the same school district here. Two completely different companies that did their pictures. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I just, one of them that was a school fundraiser, and then one of them was like standard issue life touch or whoever always does all the pictures. Um, and they both turned out really good. Actually, Gatlin's school picture this year, probably one of the best school pictures he's ever had. He's like, genuinely oh. smiling in the picture. Oh. My ninth grade picture somehow got put in the eighth grade year, in the middle school yearbook as me being an eighth grader. So I have no picture in my ninth grade yearbook of myself. That's ridiculous. Your mom threw a fit over that? Of all the things that she may or may not <laughs> threw a fit over, I feel like that would have been one she would have went on on. Yeah, and she might have. I don't know. But, yep, my sister was in middle school at the time when I was in ninth grade. She was in seventh grade. My picture was nowhere, nowhere in the uh, ninth grade yearbook. My sister Looks in her yearbook, and there I am in the eighth grade. <laughs> Sarah's just forever cemented <laughs> in the eighth grade. <laughs> I just, the student that's never aged. <laughs> I just don't know. So, yeah. So, my ninth grade yearbook, I'm not even mentioned in. I wasn't in any kind of like clubs or sports or anything like that in ninth grade. So, literally, I am nowhere to be found. In my ninth grade year, when your Sarah disappeared from the district, right. I'm surprised they didn't send somebody else to check on you. Like, look, we had her in school last year. She's not. We don't have her this year. <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you my most awkward happenings. My high school yearbooks. I'm not sure who in the yearbook committee hated me. There are multiple pictures throughout my high school career. I'm eating in like every picture, like not just me shoving pizza into my pie hole. Like, and they're like really bad eating. Not like me sitting at a lunch table with everybody. Like me, mid bite eating multiple <laughs> times over multiple years, to where I'm like, who really had it out for me that they're like, yes, zoom that picture in of her with that piece of pizza, put it in the yearbook. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm gonna find them for you and take pictures. Because... I feel like if pictures of you are taken for the yearbook. You need to be able to sign off on it. I, I don't you think that's fair? No one took my consent. Right. But you know what I mean? Like, don't you think that's fair? Like, you're going to be immortalized in this yearbook forever. I would at least like a say in whether or not I want that picture in the yearbook. I would at least like to not be eating in every picture. Like, no, nothing says the big girl of the group. Like, every picture I'm eating. And actually, our... Our whole cheerleading squad was not very traditional. Like, we didn't have a whole lot of tiny folks. We all really enjoyed food back in the day. And our athletic director one time made a comment to us, which hindsight, I feel like, might have been slightly out of line. Uh, and good thing we all had big shoulders. Nobody got an eating disorder. But he one day looked at us before a basketball game and was like, man, I'll never have to worry about you girls getting an eating disorder. Every time I see you, you are all eating. <laughs> like, thanks. I, I think. I don't know. Um... But, I, you know, I don't know. I It's not not a thing. But I was definitely, I guess I lived up to it because I was eating in every picture in the yearbook. It's so dumb. Like, they're such bad pictures, too. I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't hear you over me living my best life. Yeah, what's with that? With this I'm cupcake. Chips, right. Or whatever it was. <laughs> you know, 
he can say we were eating all the time, whatever. But the thing is, we had to, because we were varsity cheerleaders, we had to stay after school when we had away basketball games. And then, like, you wouldn't eat until, I don't know, you got home at, like, 10 o'clock that night. So we would all, like, skirt real fast to the Wawa, get sandwiches real quick, hightail it back to school, and then be like, nothing, we're just eating our what? We're just sitting here. We didn't go anywhere. But we had to sit through the whole JV basketball game before the varsity basketball game that we cheered for. So it's like mm-hmm. hours of not, I mean, you want us to be at school from seven in the morning until literally like 10 o'clock at night and not eat, dude. I don't know. Sorry. We're hungry. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, he made a super shitty comment like that to us just being like, oh, you guys are never hungry. You eat all the time. <laughs> Thanks, fella. Thanks. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. So we did post last week uh, when, when we were trying to uh, publish, but Asking about Mardi Gras. Fat Tuesday was last week. And I know a Mm -hmm. lot of folks really get into the Mardi Gras celebrations. And, you know, if you are Catholic. I don't know. Do others give up things for Lent other than Catholics? I guess I primarily know that to be a Catholic thing. I don't think so. I think that's pretty much standard Catholic, I think. Okay. Well, um, mom of course grew up catholic so we always used to have to give things up for lent and i always tried to be a badass and give like super hard stuff up and then hated myself for it every year like i get that that's the point of it but is like a ninth grader giving up dove chocolate truffle eggs during the only season of the year where they <laughs> exist right i would like to give up shamrock shakes or something you know what i mean like <laughs> the only will, time yes, that that's yes. available <laughs> seafood actually no joke i i i'm not a big seafood eater to start with but i do like crab cakes and i do like like you know white fish fried fish whatever uh like two weeks ago i had crab cakes at a lunch with a customer and I've never been sicker in my life than I was that night. I thought I was going to oh. die. And I will probably never eat seafood again. Yeah. The thing is, what... they even tasted delicious. It's not like they were like, oh, mm-hmm. those kind of smell funny. No, they were delicious. And then, wow, did I pay for it later. Oh, man. And that's the thing with seafood. You know, I, I'm. it's probably a different kind of bacteria. I mean, I know, like, for instance, like, red meats a lot of times is known for E. coli and things. So... Um, and then what, like chicken, I think is like salmonella a lot of times. So I'm sure fish probably have some kind of bacteria or something that it's more vulnerable to than other meats, I'm sure. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's hard to, I mean, the the restaurant that I went to, it's like a nice fancier like I don't know but it's it's hard to say like how long of that stuff been made or was it not sitting at the right temperature or mm-hmm. I don't know but it was all bad because Remington had a skating party and it got to the point where like I was okay and I was doing all right but there was a bunch of people and it was really hot and I was doing okay and then I was like sis we gotta go or I'm gonna throw up all over the skating rink um <laughs> it felt terrible but I was like, um as bad as that sounds do you know how like Nobody, she would have been in high school and been like, man, remember that one time your mom got sick at the skating party? Like, so I just didn't yeah. want to do that to her. So I'm like, we just got to get outside, Remy. We got to get outside. Yeah. So we got outside and I was like, whew, okay. All right. But like, it was like a half an hour ride home and poor Remy was talking to me off the ledge the whole time. Okay, mommy, the map says we have 18 miles. Like just trying to talk me through it the whole time. It was terrible. Terrible. Oh, terrible. man. 
Yeah. And that's the worst too sometimes because sometimes it's like you're just trying to breathe through it. You're just trying to power through, you know what I mean? And it's like you you just got to get there. Yeah, it, it that's exactly what it was like too. I was like, "Dear God, please please just let me make it home. Like I'll be sick then and I'm okay with it. Like please don't let me throw up all over this car cuz I'll be the one that yeah. has to clean it up and I don't want to yeah. I don't want to do all that." And luckily I did make it home and then I mean, I felt much better after I got everything out of my system. Of course, I was like, "Whoo!" I feel like a whole new person. But for half a second there, like, I, I don't know. It was crazy. I, and as an adult, I just don't get that thick that often. If I do, it's bronchitis. I always joke that mom must have smoked when she was pregnant with me or something because, I mean, I could stub my toe and then I'll have bronchitis like two days later. So that kind of sickness I get, but like, not like a, not like a stomach bug. Kind of sickness. It was rare for me. So I was, it was not good. Not good. And that's the worst feeling, too, when, like, you just have an upset stomach because there's no, like, there's there's really not anything you can do about it. Right. So just ride it out. <laughs> Jeff's a very run-its-course person with everything. Like, not me. He always says, you know, that's just going to mask the symptoms. And I'm like, mask away. That's exactly what I want. Mask right. I mean, Listen, but- I'm just trying to survive at this point. <laughs> trying to get through the day. For him, he's always like... Even if he has a headache, I'll be like, did you take something? And he's like, no, you know, whatever. Um, Not me. Headache? Let me try some Excedrin, Ibuprofen, Benadryl combo. I don't know. Whatever's going to make it go away. Yeah. My dad, I tease him because when we were kids and we would take cold medicine or like NyQuil or whatever, he wouldn't let us have any water or anything to like drink after it because he said it diluted it. <laughs> so... <laughs> You just have to take this nasty medicine and no chaser, take it like a champ. Yes, and that's probably why I developed a drinking problem as a teen. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, shoot. Oh, could be. Oh, my gosh. See, growing up, mom was not a good pill taker. Like, until her death, she would still choose to take, like, instead of taking a Tylenol, she would take, like, a goodie powder. Which, for anybody listening that doesn't know what a goodie powder is, first of all, it's nasty. It is literally aspirin, ground up, and then folded in a piece of wax paper as if it were a stick of gum. Oh. You just just straight shoot it right on your tongue, and then that's that. But mom could never take pills. Um, so growing up, my dad really didn't want us to have that issue. And I can remember from like the age of, I don't know, three or four on, him being like, hey, you've got to take this chewable Tylenol, but if you swallow it with a drink, I'll give you a quarter. Even though it was chewable, he just wanted me to be able to swallow pills because mom never could. Yeah. Um, My mom used to teach us to swallow pills by swallowing frozen peas. Oh, that's a great mm-hmm. idea. Gatlin full-on hyperventilates if I try to get him to swallow pills, like a Benadryl. You know how small a Benadryl is? I will crack that bad boy in half and be like, dude, you you swallow chunks of food larger than this. Yeah. But it's like his OCD and his anxiety set in and he starts hyperventilating the second it hits his tongue. And I shouldn't laugh because I know it's terrible. But to watch him like full on meltdown over this half a Benadryl, it's it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. To where that I'm like, that's fine. Just let's just chug just chug that liquid. You'll be fine. It's fine. Um, you know, if you hold your thumb in a fist and swallow water. So like if you put a little bit of water in your mouth first, then put the pill in. A little more water then put your thumb in a fist and squeeze it tight it'll go right down you won't even notice wait I where are sometimes... we squeezing the thumb just holding your fist wherever yeah so like 
you, like when you close your fist, like close a fist around your thumb. Okay. And but it doesn't then, have to be like anywhere near your mouth or your throat where you're no. swallowing the pill? No. I don't know what it is, but what it's is like your brain sorcery? focuses. Huh? Sorcery. Yeah. Well, it's like your brain focuses more, I guess, like on like the movement of like your hand to know like what your throat is doing, I guess. But it's supposed to like really help with your gag reflexes. And it does because not not that I have a hard time swallowing pills, but sometimes it just takes me a couple tries to get it down. And that helps every time. I've never heard of such a thing, but I'm definitely going to try it. It does feel a little a shade like witchcraft. Like there's some sort of magical. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what it is. It doesn't have to be anywhere near your throat where you're actually swallowing. You're like, nope, just, just. I just, I don't know if like it. Like it, it must trick your like, brain into, I don't know. It's, that's crazy. What I'm Like totally divert gonna, your gonna attention to something else. I don't know. Cause that's not like a normal position, I guess, that your hand would be in. So I don't know if like it makes your brain focus on something else to where like you can just swallow it and not pay attention but it's like hiccups like does anybody ever has anybody ever asked you the cow question when you have the hiccups no so if you or anybody ever has the hiccups and you ask them when was the last time that you physically saw a cow standing in a field whoever you're talking to Mm -hmm. will stop and think about that and what happens is when you stop and think about that you reset your breathing pattern and thus your hiccups go away it's really nothing to do with the cow but it's enough that you oh my gosh and reset your breathing pattern i have never heard that it it works unless you're like my kids who are like you know okay i should say it probably depends geographically on where you live as to what animal you want to throw out there because like if you're <laughs> when was in ohio it's kind giraffe. of a hard one because i can see a freaking cow every day like <laughs> every day i pass them every day so again you might need to get more crafty on the animal but basically any question that you ask in a prompt to reset the breathing pattern if you you could ask when was the last time you saw the movie dirty dancing obviously i know your answer to that question which makes me sad but um <laughs> Any type of question like that that's going to make someone pause and think, essentially, is the same effect. You're going to reset your breathing. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. No, I never heard that before, but that's I'm going to have to remember that. Yes, test it. See if it works. Um, it does always work for me. But there are sometimes with... Ugh, I'm such a weirdo. Like, I don't know why certain things, usually it is like gum or candy, will almost make me like strangle um and then like i don't know how to explain it like like it's maybe extra juicy gum Mm -hmm. and it's like it just gets me and then all of a sudden i'm in a sheer panic because i can't breathe and it's like it just it gets me but i do the same thing then i'm like okay when was the last i just think about that and then like it just slows my breathing down for a second and then i come back to not being in a full-on panic um but it works for that too so i don't i bet that probably works too for somebody who maybe has like anxiety or something especially maybe like kids maybe who need something to think about for a second yes break Um, the yes train of thought that they have i think so i think it probably would it's like a like a mind game you play with yourself but i mean Mm -hmm. it it does always work so that's neat i didn't know that in case you've got the hiccups or you need to swallow pills, we got you covered tonight. Right. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's learning something tonight. Oh my gosh. So how many rows do you have done in your blanket, your square blanket? Six. Um, I finished sewing on the sixth row of squares um, last night. Um, and then 
I'm going to start working on the seventh row tonight. Um, maybe a lot of fast. <laughs> hmm. You're making I feel like really fast progress though on this. Oh, well, I'm trying because I, I really want to get it done so I can start on the next project because I'm really getting bored <laughs> with it. Oh, but it's so pretty. Well, and I'm. Oh, also, um, for anybody who is interested, the Project Lioness um, crochet-a-thon slash knit-a-thon. There will be two different patterns. They're similar. One a crochet one and one a knit one, um, depending on which one you choose to do. Um, if you go to projectlinus.org, I believe it is, um, under crochet knit tab, they do every year um, a crochet-a-thon and knit-a-thon. Um, and you can donate the blanket, or you don't have to, I guess, if you don't want to. But it costs $20 to register. It's like $20.62 with a credit card processing fee. Um, <laughs> very, very detailed. <laughs> right? I don't want anyone to get thrown off by the $0.62. Cents. There is a credit card processing fee. but Or debit card or whatever it is that you use. But it does require a card. Um, and you, it's from, so the first clue comes out March 4th and it goes through, um, April 15th. You get one clue every Sunday. Um, and you have all week to do those rows or stitches or whatever is in the clue. And then the next Sunday you get the next clue and then you just keep doing that until, the 15th of April and then at the 15th of April then you have a finished blanket and you can donate it I donate mine when I do them um you can check you can put in like your zip code and it tells you what chapters are in your area where you can drop it off the closest one to me is Joanne Fabrics in um Ohio here um in a town near mine I can just take it up to the service desk and just say this is a um donation for project linus their crochet-a-thon and they take it and then they mail it to like their central receiving or whatever and then throughout the year they donate them i believe like hospitals and foster kids and military kids and just um you know just kids with different situations in their lives and they have different events throughout the year where um different groups can also come in and pick out blankets and things. So last time I did one, I did one like in purple colors. So this time I'm probably going to maybe do one in like primary colors or maybe like brighter colors or something, something cheery. I like to do cheery stuff, but that's um, very fun. Yeah. So, um, if you want to do the $20 goes to, um, project Linus also. So even if you do decide to keep the blanket, the twenty dollars still goes to their, um, their fund. So anyway, just if anybody's interested in doing that, they have a Facebook page too, where throughout the process you can post pictures of your work. You can also check out other people's work to make sure the like the stitches that you're doing are kind of matching up with everybody else. See, that would be my concern. I looked at it the other day when you posted it, and I'm like, oh, this looks like a really fun idea. But then honestly, like. I'm not that good at reading patterns so the hints would be like I feel like it would almost be like one of those books where like if you want this result turn to page 27 um I don't know that mine would probably look like everyone else's but again 
I mean, in the spirit of what the blankets are for, I don't know that it matters if it matches up exactly. No, um, yeah, they'll use any blankets. I mean, I've seen people donate tie blankets and stuff on on there, so I think they'll take any blanket. But it's just a fundraising opportunity, I think. And for anybody who is wanting to do it, it's very beginner friendly. It'll be like, for instance, I'm just throwing some stitches out there because it's it's been a while and I really don't <laughs> don't know and I don't know. Um, their blankets year after year all kind of look the same. So to be honest with you, I don't even know if they use the same pattern every year. Oh, the no. same clues. I don't know. But um, so for instance, they'll be like, um, do this week you're doing sixteen rows of single crochet, and then the next week it might be you're doing twelve rows of a shell stitch or something. But it's like the one stitch that's repeated for a however long they tell you to repeat it or something like that. But it's very beginner friendly. Like it's not advanced at all. Well, if you know cables. basic stitches, you'd be able to do it. Um. I don't know. It sounds really fun. Maybe next year I will try to get in on it because I just I honestly feel like I have too many projects I'm trying to this poncho. I should. I don't want anybody to let me start this thing just late into the season. I am not going to have it done until like fall. That was me. I was like, I've got this granny square blanket. Then I ordered a whole freaking bunch of yarn from Joanne's because now I want to do this like fall colored ripple blanket. And then I was like, you know what? Let's also do a charity project in the middle of all okay. of it. Why While not? Why not? A temperature blanket. Like what could go wrong? <laughs> What, what what possibly could <laughs> um i am a little nervous to fly out because and as i'm talking i'm seeing this on my tv that's muted right now but there was yet another near miss between two planes um i just don't know what's going on man and it's like the third or fourth time that's happened and i'm telling everyone now if something like that happens on any of my flights and anything happens to me i will come back haunting everyone I am just putting it out there in the air. I've got a list of people. I've had this running list for a while. Anything ever happens, I've got a whole list of people. I'm going to come back and haunt. Just so. if they have to taxi the plane back to the airport or the terminal or whatever, please just get off the plane. I will come get you. Just call me wherever you are. <laughs> I will come I will and call work you. and be like, look, there's been a situation and I need a rental car. Stat. <laughs> yeah, just- um. Just be, I have it handled. I, I will let everybody, I will let all the powers that be know. I will say, if I get a phone call, I'm going to go pick Brittany up from the airport. <laughs> Just, well, Sunday, I will be back I when I get back. Uh, from here to Philly, Philly to Columbus. And on the web, on the way back, I go Columbus to Charlotte, Charlotte back home. So I'm just concerned well, I've never seen Philadelphia or Charlotte, so I will come get you. <laughs> okay. Well, I've been to both, and I'm going to be honest. I'm not I'm not having good vibes about Charlotte, because if anybody would like to flash back to our episode last year about this time, I had to fly home from Charlotte then, and we had it out hardcore with the DSA lady, and I thought I, I was going to get arrested at the airport. So I'm a little hesitant um, to, again, have to fly through Charlotte. That's why I'm not... I don't think I'm going to check a bag or anything. Like, I think I'm just going to straight up do carry on and try to cause as least amount of trouble as possible. Because, <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just not trying to get, get into any crazy fights at four in the morning with the TSA, like, last year. And it probably just goes so much smoother, too. Like, you're just in and out. Yeah, and you don't have to go to baggage claim or do any of that. Right. Like, psh. but again, my only problem is I'm kind of an overpacker. I, I packed so many snacks for this most recent trip. 
we drove on Monday. We had meetings Tuesday, Wednesday. We drove home on Thursday. So essentially, it was a two-day trip um, minus the driving days. And I packed like a mom. There was probably like, I don't know, 20 Slim Jims, 20 Rice Krispie Treats, 10 packs of donuts, um, I don't know, 10 granola bars, like literally packed as if we were going to drive off the side of a cliff and get stranded, perhaps. Um, none of us would have starved, that's for sure. But hindsight, I probably didn't need, one, all of those snacks, two, four pairs of shoes for a two-day trip. So I'm really going to be well, doing some soul-searching and trying to pare down this weekend. And I feel like when you're just used to chaos all the time, like, you're just prepared for chaos. <laughs> you know what I mean? You and know that's what? The that's way that exactly it is. It. And I've always been, like, the baseball moms used to tease me because anytime anybody needed anything, it'd be like, go ask Brittany. I bet she's got it in her bag. And you better believe I probably did. Um, But it's just... I'm just so used to getting stranded and not having what we need that I'm like packing everything but the kitchen sink. Um, the only thing I didn't well, pack this Well, the one trip, time you don't have it is when you need it and you're like, I knew it. I knew I should have brought it. Didn't pack band-aids this trip. And um, as a pleasant little surprise on the work trip, we ended up having to walk like four or five blocks every day to the site where the meetings were from the site where the hotel was. So I'm not the one. I was not trying to wear heels. I was not trying to be cute. I was trying not to just fall on my face during the walk in front of a bunch of people. I wore flats every day. I was comfortable. Might not have looked cute, but I got there in one piece. Most of these other ladies wore heels for that whole big walk. And by the time we got there, everybody's like, anybody got a band-aid? You got a band-aid? My heel is killing me. I've got this blister. Do you have a band-aid? Do you have a band-aid? I didn't have any band-aids. And I felt like, welp. Sheer failure right here. This is the one thing that you forgot <laughs> is band-aid. And you should be like, no, what I brought was functional, functional. shoes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I also brought tennis shoes, not for the walking part, but because we had to do axe throwing. Um, and I thought, well, it's, it's probably gonna be my best idea to cover these feet up just in case. <laughs> Walking um, with steel-toed boots. <laughs> well, especially because again, you know, and I think we might have touched on this. I don't know, you and I, a couple of weeks ago. But like, who, who was the first one? We're gonna have to do some research. That went to some zoning commission. Was like, look, I've got an idea. We want people to come in. We want them to drink alcohol, and then we're gonna give them axes. We want them to throw. Right. Um. I just don't even know how that conversation went down. <laughs> You had to have either, like, a super old city council person or, like, some rogue guy that's like, yeah, man, do whatever you want. Access and alcohol sounds like a dream. Um, Go put this place on the map. Yeah, somebody had to hype it up like that. You know that there was a hype man. Like, somebody said, yes, do it, do it. Um, It was pretty fun, and I didn't kill anybody, but it's not something that I probably also would have approved as, like, a commissioner of sorts. Um, Right. And all it takes, too, is, like, one crazy person to get mad we all know that person we all know somebody who drinks too much and specific someone that we worked with um no alcohol was even needed for them to be wild like that but again yeah guarantee they would have um yes we all had to sign these big waivers like big big waivers you had to sign in on your phone and do this whole thing and I'm sure there was like a hold harmless if you get axed in the head it's not our fault line somewhere <laughs> right. in there I didn't read it all I was just like where do I sign Psh, here we go mm. um but I don't know like it makes me then wonder like what other things are we missing out on here could we be getting rich with like 
there's got to be something we're missing out on here. If if alcohol and axes are a thing, like, <laughs> I just why feel can't like we make you... wine and yarn a thing? Like, I feel like it would be a shoe in, like those paint parties, but it'll just be like an alcohol mm-hmm. and yarn party. And then tomorrow you have to rip out all the stitches because you were too lit to actually be crocheting. Brought back <laughs> everything that you jacked up. Uh, but you know, we had a good time jacking it up in, in the first place. Uh, I feel like I, I would eat those stitches and take them back out if it was a good time. It would be worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but that is the truth, man. I don't know why it's always a good idea to, like, if I've had a margarita or something, I'm like, man, that project I haven't picked up in a month. Let's check it out. And then it's always a train wreck. Like, why do we do that? I I get into the habit on weekends. Eric and I both just like to stay up really late on Friday and Saturdays because it's the only time during the week that we do spend with each right. other. So even if, you know, we're just watching TV and crocheting or whatever, like, that's what I like to do. But he's always like, you look exhausted over there. You need to quit crocheting. Because then he'll also see me, like, rip out, like, an entire row of something. And he's like, okay, you're making mistakes. And, like, it's just taking you twice as long. You just put it away. Just put it away. And then I do end up having to just put it away. Because I'm like, well, I'm just going to have to redo it tomorrow. Because I'm just exhausted. And my stitches are not even. Or they're loose. Because, like, my arms are all, like liquidy at that point and it's just it's a mess and then I look at it for me and they're always just numb that's the one problem I did have in the car knitting um my girls that I rode with would be like are you okay what's wrong are you feeling okay I'm like no I'm literally just trying to get feeling back in my arms for a minute so I can keep going here you're like I don't know if it's from knitting or I'm having a stroke right like I can't feel my arm (laughs) I gotta finish this row so (laughs) I'll let you know in a few minutes oh man shoot oh we're terrible people but um sarah did you post pictures of your blanket in the group no i don't think so okay well sarah's gonna do that because i keep we keep talking about it and i'm gonna send it to you if you want to post it in the group because i don't I don't really know. <laughs> okay. okay, I got you. Send me the picture. Okay. Um. So, okay, in other news, I'm going to post it in the group for everyone um, so that you can see because it really is stunning and I love the way that it's turning out. But if you are not in our group, you should be. Um, Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast year-long stitchathon. You will not find any other group with a name that long. Promise you that. We're the only one. Find us. Um, or you can find us anywhere on social media. We'll try to post it there too, but all of our socials are the same, at Needles, Hooks, D-O, um, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Messenger, I don't know, all the old people's social medias, we got you. We got you covered. Anything new, probably not learning it. So this is probably as good as it gets here where we're going to be at. But really for a fun time, just join our group because there's a lot of good ideas there and a lot of good, I don't know, fun people. So um, look for Sarah's blanket there or look for us here next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.